Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Tommy McNamara, and because it's with Tommy, who you've heard on the show when I made him play John Lennon's Imagine about ten times in a row while I talked about how John Lennon beat his wife, we're going to mostly talk about the Smashing Pumpkins because Tommy is fantastic, and that's a fantastic band, and we like to giggle a lot. I've never giggled so much as when I have talked to Tommy into a microphone about the Smashing Pumpkins, who is going, they're going on tour this spring with Liz Fair, and it's going to be horrible, and we're going to be so excited to see it, even though it's going to be so much fun. Uh, this is a very important episode. We talk about our dream lineup in heaven. Oh, it's Tommy's full of giggles. He makes me giggle so much. Without further ado, here's Tommy McNamara on me, but I don't know what, but it doesn't matter. He's so fun. Just listen to the show. It's a good one. Have you ever you've done the show? You've done You Meet Them Everybody before, right? Um, so at Cromfest, you did it at Crom. You just played piano. I just played then, right? piano, and yeah, and I played Imagine by John Lennon a hundred <laughs> times. And, uh, you kept talking about how he beat his wife, and it was comedy magic. But that was it, right? Like, no, I've never been on the proper show. Yeah. And then you and me, we were in Comedy Secrets together. Yes. And that was fucking. You're so good. <laughs> Stop. Who else was on the show that night? Do you remember? It was a dude. Then we did not get along. We didn't like hate each other. It was just like we're different people. He had a hat on. If that makes it easier, I can't remember now. His story involved his like girlfriend sleeping with an NBA player, and I was like, "That's not a problem. You should just been, shouldn't be together." Yeah, I don't like that. And your story was great. I don't even remember what story it was. All I remember is I made fun of your jacket because you look like Tim Allen. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Pure> Michigan. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that we bonded over was the Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. You're sincere. Oh, yeah, you read like from your like seventh grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so dumb. Yeah. It was so great. I had like, it was like my ideal rock star, and it was like <laughs> Billy Corgan's baldness, <laughs> Billy Corgan's fingers. <laughs> like, it was just all Billy Corgan. <laughs> oh, you're a little bit younger than me. Yes. So the hate it is, like, they were already broken up by the time you, like, really got into that. I don't know. I was, like, this weird, like, I was in a nice suburb, but I just became obsessed with the grunge era. <laughs> like, I have an email address that has the word Soundgarden. And it, <laughs> what was it? What is it? SoundgardenMac at Yahoo.com. That is an active email address. Send me something. I don't check it, but send me something. Send me the Spoon Man video. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> you make me so happy about this because I can't talk. See, I was already too young for this stuff, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because yeah. I was born in 82. Mm-hmm. When were you born? Uh, 90. 90? Fucking. <laughs> Cobain was four when he killed. You were four. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, he yeah. killed himself. That was the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even eat my chicken nuggets that day. It was awful. So you broke. The pumpkins broke up when you were 10. Yeah, I wait on the Cobain thing really quick. Someone, uh, my family belonged to a country club, and someone wrote. Oh fuck you! I this know, is so I know. Great. <laughs> someone wrote a letter to the country club to ask me to stop wearing my Kurt Cobain <laughs> shirt around the pool because I was wearing it every day. <laughs> and I think it was like bumming them out. Apparently, I think they they hated Bleach. They loved the rest of the canon. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> I would say this was 2003. This is a post 9 11 <laughs> world. <laughs> they're so upset exactly. about Kurt Cobain. Exactly, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is so. <laughs> you're from Wilmette. <laughs> I was like a young, like, pubescent Courtney. 
did it truther <laughs> just walking around what's more true courtney kill kurt or uh or jet fuel can't melt steel beams <laughs> i i mean in a perfect world they're both true but <laughs> my sister is a truther on the uh that elliot smith didn't kill himself have you ever heard that theory i don't care Hero- yeah, I don't it doesn't matter yeah. heroin killed him mm-hmm. if she just because you don't kill yourself by stabbing yourself in the chest 40 times whatever yeah whatever, <laughs> whatever bro <laughs> Welcome to whatever, bro. <laughs> what are your sisters? What did your sisters think, or what did, do they think about your love of '90s grunge bands? I think it was just kind of everyone just made fun of me. So, like, they weren't like, who turned you on to the Pumpkins at 11 years old? I don't even. I have so many like lame memories of like I remember hearing all apologies for the first time, being like, I gotta start playing guitar. Like, what a loser. <laughs> To be fair, I quit football the day I bought Melancholy and the Infinite Sentence. I love that. I was the starting quarterback. <laughs> and oh, I quit. Shit. And then I bought in utero like the next month, and then I quit the rest of sports. <laughs> oh, man. Just wait till you hear uh, that. What was that box set called that Courtney put out? Courtney put out? Yeah, because she had all the right. There was this big like uh, three-disc box set. Oh, yeah. I got that the day before it came out, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you what? threw out your sneakers. You just won't even wear shoes. <laughs> No, I bought that at, um, remember that CD store? It's, I think it's still there on Belmont. Oh, Reckless? Not Reckless. Okay. This is way, this is before Reckless. No, but this is uh, between Sheffield and Racine. Okay. That like CD. I bought that, like the guy oh, knew I know exactly me, what you're talking so about. he yeah. sold it to me like the night before. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I like stayed up. Wow, By the way, you. I'm in college at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the lights out. I just stayed up all <laughs> night fucking listening to that. I, um. I remember distinctly, I think I might have gotten into that stuff because my friend had the DVD of all the Smashing Pumpkins music videos, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. would just watch that, which is so weird to think of now, because I haven't watched a music video in like they hold up. 10 years. Those, they're really good. I only Those see them at bars now. That's the only place I'll see a music video. I'll watch them at work. Will you really? Oh, for sure. I'm currently in the midst of ranking every single Pumpkin song. Oh, wow. How yeah. high is Muzzle? Uh, hold on. I'm a big Muzzle fan. Let's pull this up. <laughs> I have uh, a lot of controversial statements ah, about this. We so, only come out at night, number one. <laughs> <laughs> we only come out. Um, so, no, it's actually perfect. That's so fun. I can't wait to read that. Perfect is my number one. Ah, perfect is a great song. Um, I don't know. I, I had a big, uh, maybe mayonnaise. See, mayonnaise was my number one. But then I got older. Ah, uh, yeah, I know that. Have you heard the acoustic of that? Is the acoustic oh, yeah. version so good? Yeah, when he kind of laughs idiot. at himself. <laughs> number one is perfect. Okay. Number two is tonight, tonight. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't want to say something that's too popular, but tonight, tonight, nineteen seventy nine are so. They great. might be the best band for picking singles. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm giving tonight reprise number three, but it's really like two point five. Mm-hmm. And then I. Ooh, wow. Then thirty three. 33 is amazing. Then Mayonnaise. 33 is such a good, like, thinking about your life song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Staring Mayonnaise. The then 1979. Mm-hmm. Then Blank Page. I don't remember Blank Page. It's on a door. Ah. Real sad. But Dead Moms. Then Silver Fuck. Mm-hmm. Then Quiet. You have a nice mix of the uh, the hard stuff and the soft stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then Rocket. Beautiful. Rocket's amazing. Then Bodies. Then Jelly Belly. Muzzle does not break the top 20. For someone who doesn't know the Smashing Pumpkins, this sounds like an insane <laughs> way. Like, like you're just making up grunge songs. <laughs> it's all true. Yeah. Have you seen the band? 
let's just talk I about the did. Pumpkins. I saw them in Boston. What year? Uh, I was in college, so it was. I think it was maybe 2010. It was awful. They were was so Chamberlain bad. in the band no. still? Oh boy! I also so I, you saw the third iteration of the band? Yeah, and it was it was bad. And then either he came out or someone came out dressed as Manny Ramirez in a Dodgers jersey as to try and like troll the crowd. And I didn't care about Boston sports, so I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and they just like they really didn't care. And they were just kind of like zooming through. Like they're like, all right, we have to play tonight, tonight. So we'll play at double time and in a minute and a half. It was brutal. So this was okay. So they're they're currently in their fifth iteration. Yeah. There's the classic lineup that goes. I'm including Off Tomorrow in that one. Um, from eighty seven, eighty eight mm-hmm. to two thousand. You had Darcy, and then you had I can't believe it's not Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> then the second iteration is essentially uh, Corgan. Mm-hmm. Chamberlain and the current guitarist that's been in the band second mm-hmm. longest. That now. was when a perfect circle was formed. By, uh... Yes, mm-hmm. Eha was not in the initial iteration of a perfect circle. Oh, I though. didn't know that. That is not true. Yeah, yeah the per- I saw a perfect circle's first tour. They played with Nine Inch Nails for the Fragile tour. Mm. So this is ninety nine. This is two thousand. The Pumpkins were still together when a, a perfect circle formed. Uh, learn your history. <laughs> ah, hey, I saw Zwan at Metro. I'm not a. Did you really? <laughs> don't How old were you? Local. I uh, I don't even. Remember. You must have been like 12 years old. Yeah, because no. that's 2003. Two. Yeah, I guess I was 13 or something. Dang. Yeah. Son. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping at last opened that show. I think. Um. Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. A lyric, a dream. You know. <laughs> I put. I was the program director at the DePaul radio station at the time of Swan, and I put up a sign in the studio uh, with like it was like a headshot of the band, being like "Rest in peace, Swan, 2002 to 2003 or whatever it was." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of one of the DJs was like, "This isn't even a good band. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get it." Yeah, I remember my friend even bought the book of poetry. Oh yeah. So you're did not, you buy the book of poetry? Hell no. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Now I'm at this point where like I really respect what everything that that band has done, and I am so glad I was never in that band. Yeah. Aside from the uh, the tea the tea shop. <laughs> oh boy. The, Have you been to the tea shop? No. But I, they isn't a that near show where there. you're from? Yeah, it's in Highland Park, which I, where I used to work. It's maybe two towns over. Okay. But I've never been. But there's a comedy that. show at Matt. Is what is it called? Madam Tu not Madam uh, Tussauds. Mad, Zuzu's Petals. Zuzu Lulu's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Madam Tussauds. Yeah, it. I, but I heard there was a comedy show there, and I was so bummed. I was like, I would fly back to a comedy <laughs> show. But I remember my- Oh, f- dude, dude. Okay, okay. Quick plug. Yeah. You're doing a show at I.O. Uh, yes, the Improv Olympic. At, and it is on Sunday, April, April 24th. 24th. And what is the show? Uh, I'm doing a fake MTV Unplugged. Okay. Based when, off Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. When are you getting to Chicago for that weekend? I'm probably just going to come in. I, I I usually fly Saturday to Monday when I do New York to Chicago. Okay. It's cheaper. So, in theory, on that Saturday night, you could possibly do a show. Oh, run something at Zuzu's. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Could we make this happen? That would be... People listening to this right now that have any connection to this tea shop, to... Is it Highland Park, you said? Mm-hmm. In yeah, Highland yeah. Park, Met, <laughs> Chicago. Somebody listening has so to have amazing. a connection to that. We need to make this happen. This could be your secret set. To pump up for the I.O. Wow. show. You could film both of them. You just play pumpkin songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell any. Do it real serious. Let's make this oh, happen. That would be the best. I want to see this God, happen Corgan so Corgan could just hear my name. <laughs> no, no, my, my childhood's all worth it. Okay, so are you into wrestling at all? I'm not. 
Okay, so never you never was. tried to cross over for Corgan in the wrestling. No, no. I uh, he I did get one. Uh, my friend forwarded me an email. He was on the email list for that tea shop. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it still? By the way, is it still open? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that DJ. Uh, no, sorry. Billy Corgan was going to be there DJing one night, doing all Christmas songs, oh, and it said, yeah. "Come join DJ Santa Billy," <laughs> which sounds like. Fun for 10 minutes, and then, oh, my God, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, my wife's uh, family lives around there. Oh, nice. Um, next Christmas, mm-hmm. we have a while to play. We have 10 months to plan this. Santa Billy. <laughs> next time Santa Billy's DJ, you and I have got to go. We've got to make a pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best night of our lives. I will be, damn it, I'll be 34 at that point. I'm in my prime pumpkin year. <laughs> Why do why do we still listen? Do you still listen? Uh, yeah, definitely. Why do we still listen to this band? I don't know because uh, yeah, I can't even say like uh, they came up when I was no. I was like no, I never had a real reason to no. listen to them. Yeah. What do you listen to mostly? Um, the, slash, this is the worst question ever. Yeah, it's what are you into, bro? Um, aside, the only men I listened to were in the '90s. Now I, it's all exclusively female singer songwriters in the yeah. indie genre, almost except for the Mountain Goats, pretty much. Yeah. Why is that? I don't. I just. Love, uh, I guess the armchair psychologist version of me would say it's because my mom used to sing to me when I was a baby. Oh, that's nice. That's what the, uh, but also I want to bang all these indie ladies <laughs> <laughs> is what the, <laughs> the not nice version. But I love like, like Hopalong, Waxahachie. Oh, so these, you're not listening to 90s bands. You're listening to current bands. A lot of, a lot of current indie. Well, yeah. Those are two current bands. And yes. They're both very good bands. Love them. Yeah. So you have good taste in music and then there's this weird like Soundgarden, Pumpkins, Nirvana. Yeah. Not that those aren't great bands. For sure. We I, both love those bands. Yeah. I think that's just permanently ingrained in me from like, when I got into it initially, I guess. That's so interesting. Um, can we talk about your girlfriend? Yeah, of course. Uh, Stephanie Haas, friend of the show. Told me about your girlfriend on Twitter. Oh, she's Holy yeah. shit. She wants to murder every man in the world. Yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> I feel weird asking you in a public forum to introduce me to your girlfriend. On oh yeah, she's she so funny. So yeah. fucking funny. Uh, Marsha Belsky should follow her. She uh, yeah, most of her tweets are about how she wants to murder every man in the world. And they're so funny. <laughs> yeah, she's the funniest. She's great. She's in a comedy uh, band also that's very funny. Really? So she does What's uh, the name stand of up band? and music. Uh, they're called Free the Mind. But um, all their songs, their song titles include. All older white men should die Parentheses <laughs> but not my dad <laughs> And then uh, Women are perfect is another one But they're hysterical okay. uh, Yeah so people always ask me They're like are you worried <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asleep with one eye open yeah. um, do you, you guys don't live together do you No no That's cool Does she like the pumpkins I don't think so Which is a bummer Yeah it really sucks Why is your girlfriend such a bitch <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkins are doing this acoustic tour with Liz Fair. Is this your? I saw that. Are you gonna try to go? I have to go. They're eighty-five dollar tickets. They're not cheap, and they all sold out. Yeah, you but can, like, you can make it. This work. is why we work. <laughs> is that your dream, Bill? I mean, it's and Corgan's. It's uh, Chamberlain's back in the band. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, God, to see fucking around in nineteen seventy-nine in the same night. Come on. Yeah, but like Corgan acoustic, so. It's the worst. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. the fucking worst. I I bought an ova like a black ovation, like the one he plays. Oh my god, I was so upset. And those guitars are kind of shitty, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> how often do you play guitar these days? Uh, pretty much every day. I really? Say. Yeah, yeah. Mostly just dinging around. And I have a keyboard in my room too. And I just my roommates will be like, "God damn it!" Because I'm just like trying to write songs and being an idiot. Have you ever put any music out? No. Do you make any sincere music or not? Uh, not not anymore. I used to. Try I know to. you used to, yeah. but like. 
since you've moved to New York? I don't you... I don't even write any uh, sincere music anymore. What do you do? I mean, I try and make it sound good. Sure, sure. But um, I mostly do like fake, fake pretend, faux pretentious music is mostly what I'm doing. Like I have this song. It's called "Life Is a Metaphor for Love." That I've been. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be an unplugged and uh, just mostly in the vein of that. <laughs> do you know any harpists? Oh, that would be amazing. I don't. What's your What's your dream setup? You want a grand piano? Or yeah, you grand have piano. Like a twelve string ovation. <laughs> grand, grand piano would be great, but I think when I do uh, that unplugged show, I'm gonna have uh, my friend who's just a musician accompany me. Who's your friend? Uh, this guy Eddie O'Connor. He's just uh, someone I've known growing up, and nice. he's just an amazing musician. So I'll, he'll play wh- whenever I'm playing piano. He'll play guitar, and then I'll play guitar. He'll play piano, kind of thing, and just trying to. Uh, Make it sound as nice while being as dumb as we got to get you some strings, bro. Oh, we got to so get you amazing. a cello, uh, if I a could cello, get like a, real... a harp, and <laughs> yeah. an oboe, and it a would, flute. It would be great to have like hire out musicians and not tell them what I'm doing. Only tell them the music, and then just watch their faces as they realize I'm so full of shit. <laughs> Are you going to be able to do this without giggling the entire time? I hope so, because I I kind of come from the uh, the Horatio Sand school of breaking. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, you do. I, uh, but I know that that is kind of bullshit. But it's so. But if I'm having fun, I can't <laughs> not have fun. Who were some of your Chicago friends, or maybe not friends, but like people that you saw initially that were like, "I got to be as funny as that dude." Um, definitely Marty DeRosa. I remember and Mike Leibovitz right away. Being the, the and Candy Lawrence. Uh, All three so of those funny. people were so fucking good. Yeah, watching them and just being like, ah. and Dan Ronan, uh, rest in peace, who was maybe the funniest person in the world to me. Um, could I, I feel weird now making funnies because of your dead friend. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. You know what sucks about Dan, uh, besides the obvious part? Mm-hmm. Um, he did one of my favorite sets on the show and, um, oh, yeah. at the Hungry Brain and somebody lit their tamale bag on fire. What? So, I wish I was in the room. And it was right, and it was an accident. Because mm-hmm. the tamale guy came, uh, I, I like how I'm saying this. Like, oh yeah, everyone knows the tamale guy. <laughs> There's a guy in Chicago that goes from bar to bar and mm-hmm. sells tamales. He was bit uh, by a radioactive tamale. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, his and every fuck. His name is Claudio, and I still remember that. Oh, his name's Claudio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice name. Um, he, it's six tamales for five dollars. They're delicious. So good. Uh, pork, chicken, cheese. Mm-hmm. Those are your three options. The cheese are great because they're spicy. So good. There's, you can't go I don't wrong. Think I, I think I always got chicken. Really? You're such a gringo. I'm no, I'm literally the ultimate <laughs> gringo. That'd be not a bad album name. The, the ultimate, ultimate gringo. gringo. Oh boy, that sounds so racist. <laughs> and um, one of the things that Tamale guy, uh, he was so popular, people would dress up for him as ho- at Halloween. I've never seen that, but that's amazing. Yeah, when Esquire, or I think it was Esquire, did this like drinking in Chicago mm-hmm. piece, he had like a portrait drawn. <laughs> like he's a big deal. Anyways, somebody bought their tamales and the bag, they all came in a two bags one of like a sandwich bag and one like you'd buy at the grocery store one of the bags like got dipped into the candle so all of a sudden ah. it started to smell like fire so dan ronan is like the maybe one comic that was at the brain on you meet them everybody where he couldn't do the interview because i had to stop the show and make sure and put out a fire <laughs> put out a fire and like i'm checking all the wires and somebody just yelled out oh sorry my bag got caught on fire <laughs> So that's why Dan. So when Dan Ronan passed away, I was like, I should repost this interview that we did. Oh, people I didn't should see that. Yeah, yeah. repost this um, this comedy because it was so funny. And there's no context because it's just stand up, and there's yeah. no interview after. And it's like, why? Oh yeah, there was a fucking fire. <laughs> 
So I blame your dead, dumb friend for mm-hmm. dying, and yeah. that's why he hasn't been on the show since. Thanks, <laughs> Is that why? Yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> Should we talk about that? I mean, yeah, I, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's, it's been, been like two years. Yeah, Stane say it said. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been. It'll be two years in June, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it was very. It was a very hard time because uh, I, I was with him the night before. And literally, he was very normal. So you're saying is you're the Courtney to his Kurt? I yeah, in a weird way, <laughs> yeah. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and that I murdered him. <laughs> no. But it is weird. I, cause Please I, only speak in Nirvana lyrics from here on. <laughs> I became a, uh, well, Jesus didn't want me for a zombie. <laughs> but I literally think of Dan because I I went through like a really hard breakup and then I started. Texting Dan, talking, and hanging out with Dan so much that he was almost like a girlfriend. Like we we had this really intense friendship, yeah. and then yeah. So I kind of was Courtney Love, is what I'm trying to say. Because he, you guys are both very young. Um, mm-hmm. He was well, we grew up a block apart, yeah. and we're about the same age. Yeah, yeah he's definitely funnier than you. Oh, I, I would not. I mean, I, if you look, it's so funny. It's like me and Kevin Lockovich and all these people who were at the Lincoln Lodge after him. We're just all doing Ronan. I feel like yeah. Um, like cadence you're all fucking hacks but he, <laughs> but he started at like what 17s 18 yeah very, he was one of those young. phenoms one of those uh doogie housers i remember seeing him uh, a clip of him doing the late live show oh he was, he was so like, funny he was funnier than anyone else on that show and then i found out like he's like five years younger than yeah everyone else there's on a that bit show. that everyone should look up um where he's playing this cartoonist i Thank can't you. remember what it's called that is the best one i would we'll say link, one of we're the link to that in the podcast description so if you're listening to this show and you're just subscribing via itunes please go to you everybody.com and watch this clip it's dan ronan and uh, you, you could explain it i know the clip you're talking yeah, about yeah he plays like cartoon so he plays a cartoonist uh <laughs> And it was based off of the inspiration for this idea came because they were him and uh, Joe Guzala were talking about how all the cartoons after nine eleven had to make a weird like ode to nine eleven post. And in this bit, he just plays this really dark cartoonist who uh, who made a comic about nine eleven that aired uh, not aired but was in the papers on nine eleven. <laughs> and there's just this amazing stuff beforehand about how he hit his wife's uh, dad with his car. <laughs> The cartoons in it are so funny. And Steve Winchell drew them, and I have one of them framed in my room, which is like my, one of my favorite possessions. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so, did Dan help you get into comedy? For sure. He, because um, we would drive from Wilmette. We both lived in Wilmette. We would drive into the city every night, and he would kind of show me around. He got me on shows. It was great. Uh, it was kind of made me feel like going from open micer to like yeah. someone in the scene. Um, did you ever fuck around with the drugs with him? No. Did you know he was? Um, was it impossible not to know? It was weird because he would, like, it would be in and out. Like, you know, sometimes he would be better. And, like, you know, he would be on methadone and trying to do that thing, which yeah. I don't fully understand what it, what it is. Or I mean, I know what it is, but. Sure, sure. I mean, he passed away at, what, like 23, 24? 24, 25, yeah. It's, like, very. So he had, he, it was, it was in high school or college when he started? I don't know. Exactly. I, yeah, it was uh, very young though. Yeah, very obviously. Young. Yeah, it's such a shame because like the worst, Yeah, he's so much funnier than everyone. It's crazy. He was yeah. He was legitimately that's I a lot. He person. was like top five. But yeah, like, yeah. let's not blow it out of the water. <laughs> um, but he's also yeah. And then you know he moved to L.A. and then he moved back and I think yeah. he was really bummed about that. But he was not. He never stopped being the funniest. So. Yeah, I'm really sorry that that happened. Thank you. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just a loss for everyone just because yeah. so many people didn't get to see how funny he was. That being said, the the woman you're dating, 
um, in a way, the fact that one of your best friends who was a straight white man, a man. died. <laughs> Yeah, I in a way, it. it's like this was for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one nah, one person's now. sadness is another person's happiness. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but how many times did you listen to 33 once you found out your dear friend had just passed away? Oh my god! Yeah, I had because I I, I reeled about this for your one. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about this for your website. I had an eleven-hour drive that week, yeah. uh, just like with myself, and I was like, "Like what a nightmare!" Didn't you perform in like Nebraska? Yeah, yeah I performed. I did a. Sh- it was such, like a country club. Too. I did a show at a country club in Nebraska at one p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> that I drove eleven hours there, did the show, didn't sleep, drove eleven hours back, and bombed so hard. <laughs> and there, yeah, I remember the the first guy goes up and he's like, "I'm from Nebraska and I'm tall." And I was like, and he's murdering, and I was like, "Oh no." I want to talk about Charles Manson, <laughs> and I can't. You're just saying, speak to me in a language I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> down, down, down. I need a sit. Is that a sitar? What is making that noise? Honestly, it might be a harp. Oh, that's true. Or, is it a harpsichord? Not no a pun intended. Not a harpsichord. Is that a pun? I don't even know what puns are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did, were you the one, or was it Marty? It was somebody that was at the funeral. Um, the, well, Marty said the funniest thing I've ever heard anyone say please. at the funeral, which is uh, he walks up to a group of men who are like arm in arm crying, walks up and he goes, "Guys, I'm so sorry, but does anyone know the Wi-Fi password here?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was going to talk about, but that's better. Somebody sincerely was like, "I got it. Could I cut in line? I got to hit an open mic." Oh, yeah, really yeah. Happen? Jay Harris did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went up to the front of the line at the wake. <laughs> Also, it was so funny. Marty was <laughs> killing me that day because someone shook hands with Bert Haas, and he walks uh, the booker at Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago, and Marty just walks up to him and goes, "Networking." <laughs> Dan would have hated you. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect. It was so funny. Um, did you guys feel like I mean, you guys all kind of had to mourn together? Totally, yeah. I remember that night just like being with a group of comics at Simon's in Andersonville, and we were all like, it was one of those things. We were all kind of in shock, but uh, it was definitely a weird group mourning thing. But I think that helped a lot because we were able to kind of laugh, and that's how I process everything. It's yeah. just, like, making the, like I remember just being like, "Fuck, Dan is never gonna pay me back." <laughs> <laughs> how much did he owe you? Uh, uh, there was no tally, but uh, let's make let's let's guess. Uh, ballpark. Uh, survey says eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that's not that bad. No, it's that's not that bad. I thought it was like three grand or no, at least three no. grand. That's like two pumpkin shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if Liz we're good. On the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll get you some press. We'll consider it a favor. It's <laughs> yeah. done. Um, does that make you worry at all about your life decisions? Do you think that because you you had to go through that tragedy that there's gonna like does that make you worry about your vices? Or does it not even, cons- like, you don't consider it because your vice is you can buy at a store? Yeah, I think, which is probably kind of a denial, but I never think, I don't know, like, my mom always gets worried about that. Like, my mom, whenever she sees a documentary or anything about anyone who does any kind of performance dying, yeah. like, she saw Amy and was like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> I, like, I could not be further from Amy Winehouse in any way, besides those luscious lips that we both have. But, but yeah, I don't know. I guess... Yeah, I guess because I I really just drank. I don't do any drugs. Yeah, which doesn't mean I'm like treating myself well, but it, it just seems. Well, you're treating yourself a lot better for the people that knew you and you were heavier. Yeah, yeah. How did you lose weight? Just stop 
eating and being a fat piece of shit. I well, mean, I was, was also your... <laughs> I had like a very serious diet coke addiction, which I think uh, I was drinking like upwards, like I would say like ten diet cokes a day, which is insane. <laughs> uh, and I think that I ate such bad food. And once I stopped drinking diet coke, I like immediately lost like twenty pounds. Which is, seems counterintuitive because it's, no, it doesn't it have calories. Totally makes sense. But it's, yeah, you're bloated and you're drinking so it's just sodium. Yeah, too. so much of that, and I think and it goes well with the worst foods for yeah. you. So I think once I stopped doing that, what's your favorite worst food? Um, I mean, I I'm just like I think my Irish heritage is just all potatoes forever. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> not like straight up like no 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 what, potatoes. No, no no like let's just like fries and yeah. let's say that cal- like cal- calories won't affect you. You can eat whatever you want in the world. Uh, I love I love a patty melt. That's your go-to. Yeah, patty melts are amazing. Why? Um, because it sounds like the name of a <laughs> female punk singer. And I don't know. It's just so good. What What are you gonna drink with your patty melt? What now? No, if you're an ideal meal, your last oh, meal. oh Algash White patty melt tater tots. Okay, that's oh god, I kill me now if I can have that as my last meal. Yeah, okay, we could do that. <laughs> we could murder you. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then you could play pumpkin songs with your dead friend in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Do you I believe mean, in the afterlife? Um, Listen. <laughs> I think there's a big pumpkin show in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking What's the lineup? Man, oh, you got the, the baldness of Billy Cork. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, I don't know why this is in my head, but my friend and I watched an... <laughs> We watched an interview with Ben Queller. <laughs> Listen, I, I, had a, I had a lot of time on my hands. It was Ben Queller talking about the Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know why. He was the, the authority back in the day. And he was, I just remember, the only thing I remember is him just going, Chamberlain, man. <laughs> to this day, just thinking about that makes me this fucking Chamberlain, man. Oh, my God. Dream Pumpkins line up in the sky for your heaven show. Who's on the bill? Three songs on the set list. Go. Okay, so opening up is uh, <laughs> so it's got to be people that are dead. No, no, no. Oh, okay. all time, ever, dead or alive or future birth. Okay, so here I here's what I want to happen. It's going to be kind of a a marathon show. I'm into it. So first, you you got four non blondes playing my favorite song of all time. What's up? Opening the show, but that's their only song they're playing. Because I don't know any other. Who the fuck knows any other Four Non Blondes? I can't tell if you're Jay Kane right now. I, I would about how much you I love that love song that so song. much. It is it's incredible. Uh, and so I cry sometimes while I'm lying in bed. Come on, just did to get it all out. You, what's in my head? Did that head? help you get through the passing of your good <laughs> <Yeah>. friend Dan? <laughs> <laughs> For the listener at home, Tommy just hit his head on the. Mic. <laughs> Yeah, I just knew. I was like, I gotta take a deep breath and get real high. <laughs> it's a great song about just being confused. <laughs> but yeah, so they play. They play "What's Up." Natalie Brugler comes out, plays "Torn." Liz Fair comes out, plays "Fucking Run." But they're all and we have the best, the best crew in the world because <laughs> there's no time in between. You know what I mean? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of this is gonna be on the crew and <laughs> who are actual angels with wings, which speeds everything up. <laughs> Okay, so then Kurt comes out. Kurt uh, Cobain. Mm-hmm. But Dave Grohl has been replaced. Whoa. With? The drummer for the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris has his hair back. 
acoustic, electric, both. What's going on in this set? Uh, well, as Four Nine Bonds famously asked, what's going on <laughs> in this set? So they do one acoustic. They play Jesus Don't Want Me for a something because they're in heaven. And how <laughs> could you not play that? <laughs> then they get the electric and they play. Uh, so they open with Jesus Don't Want Me for a Sunbeam. Yeah, because anything goes, man. And then they play the the uh, the song from Anything Goes, the musical, which was always Kurt's favorite, which no one talks about, which is weird. Um, then they play Francis Farmer will have a revenge on Seattle because that song kicks ass. It's a good song. And then out comes Soundgarden. <laughs> no, Soundgarden would never be there. Uh, yeah, and Smash Brothers come out. They play three songs. I need a mayonnaise. I need a acoustic or electric. So they open, okay. They open with 1979 because that's the hit. Everyone, everyone. Knows. Do they open it with it like full band, like Chamberlain's playing drums, or Chamberlain's playing acoustic guitar, and they have a we drum got machine. we got full band. We got we got uh, he's playing on the rim of the drum to get that. Got it. Yeah, he got that whole thing, and then they throw away they they throw the guitars off the cloud. <laughs> And then out oh, comes so the all acoustic. the bands are playing on clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, but the same different but then, then why, <laughs> why, why, why do the crews matter so much? Considering that there's just clouds coming in and out. You gotta, gotta give, give, give these people jobs. <laughs> <laughs> do the unemployment in heaven? It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I understand. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 1979. They thought they get acoustics. Man is acoustic. And then oh man, what are they gonna close with? They everyone could play more than three songs. By the way, no, no, no. I, I like a short, tight show. <laughs> Even in heaven, people have places to go. I actually despise long shows in music, comedy, everything. That's why people are always like, "Oh, Springsteen will play for three hours." I'm like, "Fucking tighten it up, buddy." What's your ideal set time? Like thirty minutes? One hour? Uh, oh, uh, my ideal show time is yeah. like an hour forty. Okay, for anything. Sure. But yeah, because even when I'm enjoying myself at a concert, I'm always like, "All right, wrap it up." <laughs> I, I just I'm the guy standing in the back just tapping his watch the length of the show. <laughs> That's why I hate jam bands with such a burning passion. Of course, well, you're not a monster. I, I roomed with a guy who was like obsessed with fish and had he was the worst stoner. He had he he's a good friend. Is this but, college? Uh, no, this is last year actually. He had so this is by choice. This isn't like <laughs> oh, <yeah>. random assignment. <laughs> listen to listen to one thing. What a record he had. He had a, a record that was a all reggae cover of Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon." Dark Side of the Moon. You know Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever met who knew Dub Side of the Moon. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Do you like it? It's not that bad. Oh, God. I hate Pink Floyd, so I prefer Dub Side of the Moon. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Fuck Pink Floyd. Self-righteous pricks. Why don't you keep blaming women? <laughs> I don't always listen to reggae covers, <laughs> but when I do, I prefer Dub Side of the Moon. Um, final song on the pumpkin set list in heaven. song. I love Muzzle. I All muzzle. right, so it's going to go 1979, Mayonnaise, Muzzle. Yes. It's a pretty good set. That's a murderer's row. And who's in the band? So Billy. This is in heaven. So in theory, you could have Billy Corgan playing all instruments and Jimmy Chamberlain on drums. Uh, I would say Billy, Darcy, Jimmy, but on guitar, the big man, Clarence Clemens. 